Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the Seam Sketchy Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Bray, alongside... Garo G. Baz Baz. We are back with episode number 52, and this was a hard yes, one to sir. come up with a number four because the most known 52 I can think of was Ray Lewis, and he's not exactly the best person to associate with. No. Um, and the next person was, uh, what's his name? CC uh, Sabathia was another 52 that popped up Yankee. when we were doing our research, but he was a Yankee and I never really liked him. Um, but I was, I was sad when I saw his arm kind of blow out in his last game, which, you know, obviously that sucks. But, you know, I mean, CC Sabathia is not a bad person. He just, you know, yeah. he wore the pinstripe, so I don't like him. Um, but yeah, so we got a fun episode for you guys today. We have another interview. We're going to be talking mm. to a local uh, Boston rapper named Kev who just dropped a project called the february facade and we got yes, to talk sir. to him about that and sort of his process um and his sort of you know how he's got family ties in the rap game um hey. and then you know but other than that there was some other stuff that dropped recently a little underground uh canadian rapper uh by the name of his name is what's his name drake dropped yeah. a, a project okay. that's getting a lot of buzz um you know yep. it's good for him he's starting to blow up for the first time in his career good for you. him it's called uh, scary hours too we'll be talking about that Yep. Uh, Garl, should we get right into it? Let's do it. All right, Garo. So before we get to our interview with Kev. Yes. Drizzy is back. Drizzy it Drake. Is, it's almost, uh, what is it, certified lover boy summer is coming. I'm waiting, bro. I'm waiting. It's a good thing that he postponed it, um, but he did yep. also give us this little EP mini project. Mm-hmm. Um, scary Hours 2. I believe you said the first Dose. Scary Hours is before Scorpion, no? It was before an album that he dropped. I think it was Scorpion, but it also could have easily been... Um, it's like the heart part, one, whatever the one that before. what Kendrick does. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we're all excited, you know, for a new Drake album as long as it's under twenty songs. I think for me, <laughs> so I was thinking about that the other day. I was looking back at the track list from Scorpion. I'm like, there are some like phenomenal, phenomenal songs mm-hmm. in this album. Oh yeah, but there's so many songs in it that I just do not care about. I just there, could not some... care less about it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, and I actually wrote about this in a music column. I said, I'm like, Scorpion mm. would have been one of the best rap albums of the year if he just like made it like 10 songs or 11 songs. Yeah. I think we talked about if it. Because if he picked the best yeah. ones from that, like it would have been fire. And because like when Drake, when, because when Drake has his hits, like they're unbelievably hits, you know, they're oh, so yeah. high. They're highs. Oh, I was yeah. going to say highs, not hits. I'm going to say when they're high, they're high. But, yes, you know, I, I, I'm not a big filler guy and I do think he has a lot of filler, but, you know, it's, it's Drizzy and, and three songs. Can't complain about that. And three, three you can't complain. I would say, and I'm sure you would think the same. Three hits, mm. three hits for sure. Um, I did not think he was going to drop "What's Next." Uh, I thought that was a song that was on Certified Lover Boy, which estimated to drop April. Which again, like you said, I think it was a way better move than dropping it in February. Definitely. Um, I we don't want February vibes are bad. April vibes are good. I'm saying unless it's, unless it's February facade, but we'll get into that. <laughs> but um, no, like uh, I found the I found this song originally. Like I've been finding most most songs, and that's TikTok TikTok sounds everything like that. I love those TikToks where it's like, hey, this is your favorite artist. Here are some like SoundCloud snippets that you probably haven't heard of, and then you can just find the link and blah blah blah. Yeah. But anyway, 
uh, I think that's that one TikTok that you shared to me and, and I, I saw it too. It's the like three guys just like saying, yo, Drake's going to make me act up this summer with this, with this music. And they're just dancing to what's next. But this is before it dropped. Uh, before it dropped like officially, but it was on SoundCloud. Yeah. And um, anyway, I heard that track, fell in love instantly when I heard the beat. And I think before I dropped that, I, I, I found the SoundCloud and I put it on my story and I was like, it's going to be a CLB CLB summer, you know, certified yeah. lover boy summer. Yeah. And, and that ended up being, I don't remember what it was called on SoundCloud when you sent it to me. I don't think it was called what's next, but Some that's, random what, name. that's the yeah. song that it ended up becoming. Exactly. Um, and we do talk about it a little bit later in our interview with mm-hmm. Kev, but some some Playboy Cardi influence on it, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, with the way the beat is. And, you know, that's it. Drake, if, if there's one thing Drake's great at is him finding the wave and just like absolutely just carrying it, like surfing it in, you know? Yeah, it's how he survived this all like this long. And I think uh, he killed it. And I think I saw some like snippet or like a headline in, a, in an article on Twitter. And the, the producer of that uh, beat, didn't think Drake was gonna fuck with it, and if anything, Drake bought it. Fair, I, w- I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected him to to be on oh, yeah. like that. I mean, also say about that, that song. You know, All right, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say like Drake has those those one off songs. Like one song I think you really like is "Feel Feeling Away" on uh, "Views from the Six. Controller, it's like different beats, you know. No. Um, but no, beautiful song. What was his? What was uh, the grime song he did? I forget uh, what the song like, that was. It's like it's like Rush, Westchester, some shit. Like he he did that, gra- that he was like that gra- was like early 2020, I think, right? Or was that late? It was like late 2019, oh, early 2020. Oh, 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 oh. Heady one. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he 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 can kill the gripe shit too. That's what I'm saying. He's multiverse, multi talented. I mean, that's why well, he's. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like he finds the wave and he surfs it in. Like he 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 finds the wave that people are going on, and he's like, "All right, yeah. I'll just I'll just release another great track following this," you know. And Yo. it's just like, "All right, yeah, no, here it is." What's your what's your favorite? When he started line? rapping when he started rapping yeah. in freaking Arabic in that one song. <laughs> oh, um, literally, he's about to be like um, Habibi. <laughs> Habibi. Busting like mad Arabic music recently, but that's that's for another day. If if we ever bring back recommendations, I'm gonna give you a sick like Arabic mix playlist. Good, you're gonna love it. Give it to me now, <laughs> uh, but without recommendations, just give it to me. Yeah, I mean just to just to end off with what's next. Um, you know, he said in February he had sex. Okay, you know, best on part Valentine's of Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Con- congrats on the sex. Yeah, and no, um, I was I was gonna say, all right, thanks for flexing <laughs> on me, dude. I know that you're literally living better than me in every freaking capacity, but congrats, you yeah. also got laid on Valentine's Day. Yeah, but this is just a great summer banger. Definitely gonna be busting the song all summer. What else can I say? Now, um, going, yeah. going into the second song, Wants and Needs, by one of the best features you can have on a song currently in the rap game, Lil Baby, because he, he will go in and he will just destroy the song and just go in. Kyle, what do you think about this song? I want your opinions first. The the song with Lil Baby? Yes, sir. I thought it was great. And, and you know, Lil Baby and I've and Gunner are both two guys that I've very much changed my opinion on. Because I remember we talked about one of their albums and I was like, it was so boring. Clive album, know? bro. One of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but no, on this, I mean, I especially 2020, because 2020 was really Lil Baby's year. Like he really oh, yeah. like was just one my of turn. the yeah, no, seriously. And I, I and I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff he was doing last year. Yep. Um, and I thought he I thought he sounded great on this one too. It sounded like he wasn't as like, you know, I guess like high pitched or maybe tuned up as he mm-hmm. normally was. Like he kind of had a little of a deeper register on this. And I really fucked with the with the way that his voice sounded on this. And you know, he delivered a great verse as ever. I mean, his flow is so 
you know, not, not, I don't know if I can't even really find the word for it, but it kind of just like, you know, the way he kind of goes just so steady. I don't even really know the, the right word for mm. it, but you know, little, little baby has just been winning, you know, like him and Roddy rich were like the two big winners of 2020. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's good to see him continuing on that streak. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I loved his, I loved his guest feature on the song. He had, he had one bar in there. I, I forgot what it was, but it, was, it made me laugh. Oh God. I have to look at the lyrics. Yeah, look, look, look at the lyrics and I'll start talking about it. But I mean, little baby, like when he does his thing where he'll just like start rapping and then the beat kind of turns off and he's going and going and going. And then, yeah, and that's what I'm saying about like steady face like, comes out. You like, know? And, and that's what I mean by like steady. Like he just like keeps it going. Like like the beat could go in a completely different direction. He stays consistent, you know? Yeah, no, he killed that song. Um, also great performance from both of them. And um Honestly, the beat too was really good. And uh I I really just liked how Little Baby just went on the song. Great gym music. I mean, I mean, this whole like EP has been great uh to like bump to. Um but yeah, no, Little Baby killed it. And are you looking up the lyrics right now? Yeah, I'm trying to remember which line it was. And like I mean most of I, I can't even catch most of his lyrics, not gonna lie. <laughs> like I just think it's like no 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 and I just like fuck with it regardless. Um, oh wait i think it was it no, was yeah, when he he, he shouted out take care he said i'm screaming out yolo like that's yeah that's still the motto yeah uh, yeah I yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah i was like I, yo beautiful. <laughs> i guess oh, god. sir god that, and, and, what, and what a great what a great song there that was like one of the, like the the first rap songs i really like knew like word for word you know it was just an absolute classic song take care no the the motto or, or yolo the, the motto, motto. Oh yeah, that's, that's one of my song. favorite. Like, like, like if, if I if I make like an all time favorite rap songs list, like that has to be on there. Like, that's just one of my all time faves. I feel you. I feel you. Um, now going into a song that I think you said was your favorite, but we'll get into that. Lemon Pepper Freestyle featuring Rick Ross. Of course, they got Rick Ross on a on a song that's that's about uh lemon pepper chicken. <laughs> that's what I've been seeing on Twitter. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the song though, Kyle? I liked it um it was chill i mean i just anytime you listen to a song and you hear it Maybach music you're like uh-oh 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 oh man no i mean it was solid it was probably it's probably not my favorite out of the three i think it was probably my least favorite mm. but um oh, okay i still think the i thought the beat was good it's just one of those it's one of those like chilled laid back ones you know where like people are just gonna come on yeah. like you would expect you'd expect there to be like four or five rappers on on a beat like this you know it's one of those where everyone just comes in, lays a verse, you know, it's like kind of like a posse track beat. But, you know, I thought it was good. I thought Drizzy had some good bars in it. And, um, oh God, I, that sounds so cringe for me to say. Well, oh, no, I mean, I, 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 but yeah, no, I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, yeah, overall, I mean, it's like, like and, and I say it's like not my favorite of the three. Like, that doesn't mean like, doesn't mean like it's bad. Like, I mean, every song in this is consistently good, you know? I just love the Ross. name. Oh yeah, fire! Exactly. Actually, makes me want to go get like Wingstop. Um, mm, because Rick Ross, Rick Rickstop. I mean, a Rickstop. Ross Wingstop. Wing he he does so what he with a Wingstop? He franchises like a few Wingstops. That doesn't surprise me. Um, but I'm, like looking at his lyrics, I know Rick Ross. He always comes with like the fire lyrics. He says, "Bitches falling because they need a couple dollars, but it ain't a problem because uh, N word really got it." Fat boy, rich, and we're with appetite. Count money till night and under the candlelight. Mm. And then he says, he says with those one line, he said, brick, brick boy trying to turn him into a base. 
big boy. I've been trying to buy the Braves, like from Outcast. There you go. I didn't even know big boy was trying to buy the Braves. So hopefully that's true. But then, hey, good for him. I'm sure he could do it. I'm sure people in Atlanta would love that. People love the uh, the Drake line where he's like, "Class photograph, Sandy had me on my Urkel." And yeah, I saw that. that. No. that and then there was the photo of him like looking like literally looking like that. Of I don't remember if he was like sixth or seventh grade or something like that, but I remember seeing that photo. That was funny. He also he also another opinion I wanted to get from you. He he shouted out Demar Derozan, but where was that line exactly? He says like my city love me like I'm Demar Derozan. I'm yeah. like. Does Toronto love DeMar DeRozan? Or like- they love him, dude. Are you kidding me? They were so sad, dude. Like, and they left? Well, I mean, they were happy to get Kawhi, but it was one of it, it was like when Boston got rid of IT for Kyrie. You're like, mm. hell yeah, like this is a great trade, obviously, but like, damn it. And especially the fact that they won without him. Like, it's one of those, it's like, come on, man. Like, like Lowry and DeRozan were meant to win a title together, you know? Yeah, literally. Uh, well, at least they got it. At least Drake got it. Yeah, it no, was- and, and which is why, like, there are a few people that like, regardless of what team they're going to be on, like, I hope they win a ring and DeMar DeRozan is one of them because like, obviously because yeah. like he, he had to watch Toronto win at home without him and watch like, you know, his best friend and lead Kyle Lowry to celebrate that while he's at home, you know, like I want DeMar DeRozan to get a ring somewhere. It's probably not going to be with the Spurs. Hopefully he'll go to a contender at some point and, uh, and mm. be able to do something. Big boy Lowry. Yeah. Wait, so DeMar DeRozan is on the Spurs? Yeah. He's still on the Spurs. He's having a great season. I mean, he was, arguably an all-star snub mm. but anyway kyle just before we head out um what do you think about this as a, as a whole i mean if you're gonna rank them how would you rank them the songs i'd probably say the one with little baby is my favorite then um then the the the, the cardi track what's next and then uh, lemon pepper at the end but i mean they're all good and it's one of those it, it makes you excited for for a new drake album i think during the scorpion oh, yeah. time because of all the beef that he was having um mm. with like kanye and whatnot i think people were just like pretty easy to to shit on them and i think i was definitely in that boat um and then also with the whole spotify rollout when they like changed like every playlist photo to drake everyone was kind of just kind of like oh, screw you dude but i think that scorpion i think is the whole album has aged pretty well um i mean you don't and think it's just, still, like, and, and you're just excited to listen to the bangers you know i mean you don't think he's still like trying to get some beef in what wants and needs he's like i go to yeezy uh, what did you say? I, I was that on wants to... and needs? I've, I was, I was about yeah. as I was wrapping up. I was about to say, oh, I forgot about the thing where he was like hinting at, you know, him and him and Kim K, hey. a relationship. Which... He's like, I'm in love with tens. I'm in love with two people and their tens. Like, I think the chorus on that song was my favorite. Um, but yeah, it was pretty I, good. I, so what I think, so the way it's pretty much set up. So what's next? Um, wants and needs, and then lemon pepper freestyle. I feel like what's next is a song that'll be on the album. But I don't oh, know yeah. about the rest of them. I think Wants and Needs might be just because there's a little baby and like little baby yeah. should be on like everybody's album. I mean, I, I now not. that I'm thinking about it, probably all three of them will be. I don't know. Cause no, because normally when artists do release an EP before an album, it's like a single that's gonna be on it, and then like a couple throwaways. But I, I don't saying. think Lil Baby and Rick Ross are on Drake throwaways, you know. Yeah. Uh we'll we'll see what happens. But guess yeah. me super excited for CLB all summer long. And I'm happy he's dropping later on, so we actually can get it like summer and we'll actually have our shots maybe well have it we'll actually like celebrate throw some bangers you know oh get actually oh get get the actual shot yeah and then take shots yeah i know (laughs) i was talking about the vaccine dude dude i've been getting plenty of those shots dude i need the one that goes in your arm not down your throat bro pump that shit in me asap um but yeah uh this was great now kyle should we get into our interview with uh with kev good friend of mine sean uh, artist name or rapper name Kev February Facade. Let's get into it. 
All right, guys. So we are here with Sean Kev, also known as Kev. Kev, how are you doing today, buddy? Bro, I'm doing great, bro. How are you doing today? We're doing good. Uh, you know, this is a long time coming. Kyle and I, uh, we want to get more interviewees in. And I was like, I have to get my boy, Kev. He's the only one of my friends that actually makes music. So, and this is a music podcast. We yeah, so it's, a, it's about time we finally had a musician join us, you know? We've only I had two guests my... so far, but, you know, it, it I... seems fitting that we finally get a musician here. I don't even know if I consider myself a musician. I feel like I just laid down the vocals. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We're, hey, we're, man, we're rhythm gonna... and poetry, man. That's music. Yeah, yeah we're going exactly. to get into that. We're going to get into that. But, Kev, before we start, um, we just want you to explain a little bit about who you are, you know, just in the sense of if nobody knew you, like, and this can be, like, Shant the person, and then maybe go into Kev, like, the artist. Yeah, so Shant the person is just your regular 22-year-old from Boston. Born and raised in Revere. Uh, I go to Suffolk University. That's how I know Gato. Is not that I'm sorry. That's not how I know Gato. I know Gato, lifelong friend of mine through the Armenian community. Of course. And yeah, just uh, just a regular kid in the city. And then who's the Kev the artist? Kev the artist is. I want to say the same, you know, just like that regular kid that you wouldn't expect to have kind of like the bars, wouldn't, wouldn't expect to have that flow. Um, I feel like when you see me, you just you just don't see that creativity, I guess. You know, and going into, you know, creativity. So obviously, from what I know you or how I know you, your main output of creativity is your music. You know, um, what got you into just music in general? you know, what were the artists and all that stuff? And also just say, or if you can explain, what made you be like, well, I want to start my own thing. I want to start making music. It was honestly my older brother. My my older brother rapped. Um, and we have an eight-year-old. Yeah, Biff. Well, I, well, everyone calls him Biff. His yeah. actual first rap name was the Renaissance Man. Mm. Uh, not a lot of Fun. people know that. But... Um, shout out Vikan. Yeah, shout out Vikan. Um but he's he started rapping and we have an eight we have an eight year difference between the two of us so if he started rapping at 18 i'm like 10 years old you know what i mean and so that's basically what kind of has always guided me towards music is him like he's always put me on to biggie Pac, 50 you know what i mean so the it's kind of like the legends yeah so like everything like musically about me like he's a big 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 influence on it and like if you listen to his stuff like it's it's practically the same because the first things i was listening to or the first things all the lyrics that i memorized at first were his lyrics well it's funny you say that like back then because i remember vividly coming out of scouts and then Vikan is telling about like yo listen to my soundcloud this was like <laughs> but the, this is like well, way before soundcloud blew up bro He's like, yo, you guys listen to. I'm, it's I'm, like the OG I'm, shit. Yeah, he's like, they used to. They used to find beats off of SoundClick. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean though. Um, but yeah, no, shout out Weekend. And what, I, I would, mean, what would you say is your favorite song of your brothers? Mm. Oh, honestly, <laughs> there's there's this one that he has. I don't know if it's still on SoundCloud. It might be on YouTube, like in the depths of YouTube. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's called it's called canon it's a canon freestyle to little wayne's canon Ooh. and yo he killed that 
Like he killed that. And um, I, like, I personally don't ever think that I could reach his like artistry ever mm. because I feel like his bars are just way too tough. Like they're hard. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. His. Well, well, obviously we got, we got a taste of that in um, the three Kings. Kyle, mm. I don't know, uh, Kyle, we should play, explain now that his brother was actually was on the track with Kev, um, which was a great song. We'll get, we'll get into the whole album as a whole, but just, you know, before we get into it, what influenced you, or I think a better question should be, you know, you dropped the project, um, the last project in what's well, been, how many months do you think since the last project? So September showcase was in September. Se- September. And then February facade, obviously February. So if we count it out, that's one, that's October, November, December, January. That's about five months. Five months. Yeah. And sadly, I don't think we were active at that time because we would have had you on then, but I'm glad we have you on now. But how would you say your artistry or your talent skill has changed even in that short period of time? I think it comes with like comfortability. I think um, when you first go in, when you take time off, you're uncomfortable. Just like me in the, in the beginning of this pod, like I jumbled up. I'm like, I met Gatto at Suffolk. Like, no, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's kind of like... You, you, it's comfortability like when you step into the booth for the first time you're always going to be like a little bit off but then once you go back the second time it's just like it's straight money <laughs> like you know exactly what you're doing and it's so much better so I think like for me it's just comfortability and just mm-hmm. being able to like feel at home when you put the headphones on and so what was sort of your mindset when you're approaching this album because obviously it was or this it was the EP but it was like so kind of I guess sort of shortly after your first one. And what do you say, what were you sort of bringing to the table with your mindset in this one? I think on this one, I was just like, you know what? I got to come harder because Mm. I think though it's, it's, it's literally just February's facade, you know, like the image that this EP creates it's September showcase was a showcase. Like you guys heard it. I could rap. So now I'm just going to create that mirage of who I am. And so that's why I give you tracks like Da Vinci because like that I feel like Da Vinci was very uh there's a lot you could miss but also a lot you could obtain every time that you listen to that song and so so like yeah basically it's kind of like I just wanted to go harder I just wanted to start creating Kev the Rapper because I'm still figuring out who Kev the Rapper is now that we're talking about the question that you asked me was Kev the Rapper, but like still trying to figure out who that is. And you said your brother was a big influence on you as a rapper, but who would you say is another like rapper that's had a big influence on you, maybe stylistically, lyrically, or just inspiration wise? So like one, like the rapper that I idolize and everyone that knows me knows Drake is my favorite. Like he's, my top artist but um i would say him and a and a little bit of like and a little bit of cole too like i i really like admire j cole a lot he's like his lyricism and all that stuff or what exactly about cole his storytelling is unreal Mm. it's unmatched no seriously like that's one thing i always want to obtain is that kind of storytelling and it's funny you bring up there i was i was you know I uh, before before we got on, I want to hold my opinion. I want to leave, um, the pod, but I mean, do you think storytelling is like 
the lane you want to go with or is like your strength when you're rapping or when you're making music? What do you think you are? And then the side question is, what actually do you think is your strength or your biggest strength? I honestly, I honestly think like storytelling might be my biggest strength because I feel like if you listen to Breeze, mm. if you listen to Breeze, I'm literally describing like what, what I'm seeing in that night. Like I, like I actually went through that night and then I sat down a couple of days later, heard this beat and just started writing about that night. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like same thing from Girl from Monaco. You know, I was going through Fenway, passing by Park Drive. And like I said in the song, like that place, like that street used to like mean something good to me. But like now it's something that like I can't face alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like I, I really do try to like paint the setting, especially for like boston you know what i mean because it's important to us where it's like drake does that thing with toronto like someone's got to do it with boston you know yeah someone's got to put and, us on the map we're underappreciated and, <laughs> Something and, like that. yeah no seriously and, and you talked about the beats too so all the songs in this uh project were produced by the same person you want to give him a shout out and how did you sort of get involved with him because i love i love the beats on this project yeah so hmm. i mean i think every up and coming artists can attest to this. Like we all find beats off of YouTube. I don't know CDs personally, but um, he's fire. And uh, for any of you rappers out <laughs> that are that are looking up type beats, don't even click CDs because I've got all of his stuff on lock. So even if you try to get the lease, <laughs> even if you got try to get the lease, like trust me, I've got like thirty of his beats on deck. So it's like, so. Yeah, he he's some he's some producer out in out in England. He's in he's in the UK. Oh yeah. I've never even reached out to him. I've never even sent him my songs. I you, you gave me a good idea. Maybe I should just do that and be like, yo, use the five year beats. <laughs> That's like a lot of you know, new artists got famous. Like what for example, what like Lil Nicky got a beat off of YouTube and sh- and shit. It's like it's kind of a new wave the way you think about it. It's untraditional how people started to make music now. And um no, that's really cool. And kind of go, starting to go into February Facade, and I want to make the beats. There's a lot of strings, you know, acoustics, most of the beats. And I feel like I love the, the songs with, with that part or th- those like aspects in the beat. Do you like prefer the beats with like more acoustic chords and all that stuff? Yeah, I kind of missed the question a little bit in the beginning of what you said, but that's fine. I'll just go off of... um the last Mm, part you got it so like i do like acoustics and i'm a sucker for the hi-hat bro like (laughs) when i hear a hi-hat like you know like jack harlow has that like kind of like that hi-hat that snare bro i'm a sucker for those like when i hear that it's just like i know exactly what to do do you You have a favorite beat of all time just on any song oh a favorite beat of all time or just, or just one, one that you would say would be like if you could have been on that song and been on that beat. You want it's classic by me, Meek Mill. Mm. Classic by Meek Mill. Uh, any any time I freestyle on that, I'm destroying it. I'm <laughs> Backseat freestyling style. <laughs> like like I'm just destroying that classic by Meek Mill. That beat is like heaven sent to me. But it's not even like what I would choose to like create. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would never choose that kind of beat necessarily, but um, but I I love that beat. And then wow, and um, I, 
in the same sort of the same lane as a as like beat you would want to be on i i always love to ask this to people that are rappers but if you could have one sort of like dream feature on one of your songs who who, who would you say that would be the fanboy in me wants to say jake the fan i mean fan, that's that the fan that, that's not a terrible call you know what i'm saying the, like think about when you throw drake on a track how you know that goes immediately blows up you know I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about numbers wise you know what i mean like that's like my idol you know what yeah. i mean like of course mm-hmm. i'm gonna say drake but i think like like really like if i if i really wanted to pick like any rapper ever to be on one of my songs I would, can I can I just put like G Unit? Like I would love a G Unit oh, feature. That's okay. a cover. Like right I would love a G Unit feature, but like it would have to be them collectively. But if I had mm. to choose one, Aussie track. Def- but if I had to choose one, I'd definitely do a fifth. I would definitely get a fifty feature. Ooh, okay. Fifty feature. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, fifty. That would be that's definitely a good answer. I, I told Kyle before. I was like. Because he showed me his question, I was like, "He's gonna say Drake, but we should ask him. We should ask him. <laughs> take take out Drake, who you pick." So that's a, that's a sick answer. Now I want to talk a little more about some songs. Um, one of my main questions is, which one of these songs? And I think I know the answer to it, but I, I want to hear from you. Which one of these songs do you think was like the most important for you to make, or it, it was the most feelings, most emotions into it? I think personally, mm-hmm. I think it's like level between like girl from Monocle and the three Kings. Cause the three, I was Kings thinking the three is, Kings. Yeah. Well, three Kings, if you like are close to me, you'll understand the meaning behind it and you'll understand why it's so important to me because I have a, I have my older brother in that song and I'm shouting out my younger brother in that song. And if you know me, family is like one of the most important things to me, but, um, for some reasons, like we don't really have to talk about Girl from Monocle is just like slightly important too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, we feel, we feel, we feel. No, and, and I really like Girl of Monocle too. And I thought it's a good way to open the album too. Cause like you said, it really does put you sort of in that scene. You can really feel that emotion that, that, you know, and Garo and I talk about it all the time. We love talking about songs that and albums that, you know, make you feel, make you go through those feels, bro. And that, and that, that song definitely hit for that. Yeah. We all, we all got to go for Monaco. Let's say, let's say that. <laughs> let's just say that. That that title, but everyone always like clowns on me for that title though, and, and no one really understands. It's because, like, Monaco's obviously French. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. in the back bay, there's a chocolate store. I don't want to call it like a chocolate store, but there's a chocolate store called La Bourdique, and it's mm. it's French chocolates, and uh, they actually make phenomenal iced hot chocolate okay and so the girl from monaco really she's not from monaco it's just that our first date what we did after dinner was we went and got iced hot chocolate from la bourdique Mm. deep meeting and and you did shout out some pretty awesome you know boston places on on throughout the project i heard a paramount shout out in there i heard newberry street shout out in there yeah yeah, I Newberry. mean, like, and Fenway, of course, one in Fenway. Joe's on Newberry, Paramount, like, those are, like, those are spots that, like, we always go to, you know, so might as well, um, might as well shout those out, and even in that song, I shout out, shout it out, like, 20 deep at Antonino's, well, Antonino's mm. isn't an actual place, it's a, it's a joke, it's like an inside joke between, like, me and my friends, 
it's actually this place called Andalas. And we went there throughout the summer and then we did my, my birthday at Andala Coffee House in Cambridge. So that's Antonino's. So like, if you're ever hearing this and you're like, yo, where the hell is Antonino's? Do a Google search. It's not, it's not gonna come up. It's actually Andala Coffee House in Cambridge. And shout out to them. I mean, how, yeah, I mean, how many like, um, cause you know, most like the average listener, they're not gonna know some of the names you shout out. Like a lot of your friends you shout out and you shout out these little inside jokes here and there. Like, do you purposely put that in or does that come naturally when you're just writing this stuff down? That, that honestly like comes naturally, you know, like at mm. the end of the day, what you're doing is you're expressing yourself. And so a part of me is all of these like little things, you know, it's like these places, like these little slang terms and um, why not express those in my, in my music? You might not get it, but then it makes you a little bit more interested and it makes it a little bit more unique. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and this uh, project, or, 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 go ahead, girl. <laughs> I just wanted to mention like another another topic of another song, Rattlesnake. I like this song a lot because, you know, you you kill it, the beat's great, but the, the feature you had on here, Zito, he had a very like dominant voice in the in the in the song. How did yeah. you link up with with him? Oh yeah, so Zito is best friends with my friend Alex, and. Alex and him have been boys since high school. And since me and Alex are really, really good friends, it's natural that you have one of your best friends meet another one of your best friends. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mutuals. And yeah. um, Zito is like, I see him in the same light that I see Alex. Like, that's one of my brothers, like someone that I ride for regardless. Like, he's a real one. And um, it was imperative that we did a song together because as you heard in his verse he comes crazy hard honestly i think he comes crazy at just as hard not even i think he comes harder than me <laughs> and um big ups to him like he always makes me want to do better and always get better as well because it's like someone my age doing the same thing as me and he comes way too hard you know what i mean so i yeah. always got to keep up with him sometimes in the future, like, do you want to get more features or do you want to do, like, let's say whatever you drop in the future, would you like, like a more feature-filled album or like platinum, no features like J. Cole? <laughs> mm, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you kind of got to get there, you know, like, mm. I feel like everyone was making music when we were like 16, 17, and everyone was always trying to like, yo, hop on, get on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I no get one's you. really doing it anymore at our age. Like we're 22, like no one's doing it anymore. So I feel like there isn't even like that many people that would even like want to get on a track with me. But obviously, if I got if I got to a certain level of artistry, I think I would hand out more features than I would want to receive. Mm. If that makes yeah. sense. And so this project dropped, I think, around the time of recording, pretty much about a week ago. No, a little, little bit less than a week ago. How would you say has the reception been so far from, like, your fans and your friends that have been listening to it? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, this one got a lot more love than the last one did. And I think it has to really do with you put the first one out and people are like, oh, wow, like, he's making music. And then so now it's, like, kind of on their radar. And so, like, people are going to gravitate towards it more. And I also think a lot of it has to do with my friends really just putting it all out there, storying it, 
sharing it, sending it to their friends. And so like, I appreciate like everyone who shared it because it's kind of like, I wouldn't have been able to get as much love that I did if it wasn't for like all these people that like shared and reposted it. So like, I love all of like the people that are closest to me that support me 100%. Like I, I wouldn't have gotten any of my plays if it wasn't for them. <laughs> hey, fan love. Always, bro. Always. Fam, fam love, fam love, fan love. That's going to get you the farthest. Uh, you know, now Kev, now with, with this, with this uh, EP, you know, we have spring, summer coming up. Mm. Like when you made this album, when you made all these vibes for these, the songs, did you plan it to be like, okay, you know, when this, the weather gets better, you know, hopefully this pandemic gets better. We can start going out and shit and all that stuff. Do you expect to be bumping like this, this album, like this EP? Nah. Like, is that what it's meant for? This isn't the Kev you're nah. going to be bumping in the summertime. So like, oh, we got, okay. we're going to, we got a plan. We got a plan. I think, uh, oh boy. Yeah. In April, I'm trying to do two singles. May, I'm trying to do okay. three. June, I'm trying to do three. And then I'm trying to do another, I'm trying to do like four in July and really just like pressure it for the summertime. Just go crazy. Summertime hits, Absolutely baby. crazy. Yeah, bro. Summer just 2016 after, vibes. Bro, just like one after another, after another, after another. I mean, after after 2020 and all this, we need it. We need, we need some summer bangers. <laughs> we need the summer vibes. I mean, then you kind of already answered what I was going to ask next, but I, in a more broader sense, you know, you, you want to drop singles in, in the summer to really like get your name out there. But when do we, when can we expect like a, a full project or when would you uh, expect yourself to drop one? Or when do you think you would be ready? Yeah. So like when July comes and like I put on my last thing, I'm assuming that I'm going to be recording more than just if you tally it up the numbers, it comes around like 12 songs. I'm going to be recording way more than that. So I'm going to try and take like a little break just for creativity purposes. Like I don't want to burn myself out because I've never yeah. really tried to like make that many songs before. But um, I think I would expect like my first actual project. November. November. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seems I'm exclusive. For... You heard it here first. <laughs> November. <laughs> I'm trying to take, I'm trying take to me back it. to November. Yeah. Hey. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, get something like going for november because i think i do best when i get like introspective and get real mm -hmm. so i feel like that's a good time to like really peel back the layers you know and you said like there's like kind of like an order to to your music so there was september showcase february facade is this kind of gonna follow that like like this is like kev now this is me N nah nah so like i think after the summertime once you get like all that stuff I feel mm. like you're gonna you're gonna get me in a sense, and so in November it won't be like a it won't be like a month thing, you know what I mean? It won't be like a November's, like oh, whatever you know. But um, I gotcha. it'll it'll be something to like show a full body of work, A side, B side type stuff. You know, it'll be good. Hell yeah! Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, and right. sort of, I guess I think this is our last question. Unless Gara, you have anything else, but. What sort of advice would you give to someone who is looking to sort of kickstart their own career rapping, but is kind of like maybe too afraid to do it, or aren't sure if they're good enough or they don't have the skills to do it yet? Yeah, I would tell them that try as much as you can to record and try as much as you can to get people around you that won't just say 
yeah, bro, this is good. Um, I know sometimes that's hard to come by because some people are very inclined to just show love. But if you can get a good group of people around you that will tell you straight up, like, yo, this is kind of whack or, <laughs> or like, bro, we need you to record this like right now. And I think do that because that's going to be one of the most important things for you is building your confidence and having people around you that want to see your growth, not just congratulate you for everything that you do. And that's real though, because you know, the, the same with the, when you have people around you that are like telling you, giving you all that feedback, when they actually tell you like, yo, this is good. Like that's when you really know it's good, you know? Oh, facts. Exactly. And, I, and that, that happens with like some of the songs, you know, like, even with like freestyles that we just do at the house, like, and we jot down, like my friends will be like straight up, like, dude, like you, you said this and you need to write that down, you know? And like, I'll say it to myself sometimes, like, yo, everyone stop talking. Like I need to write this down. And (laughs) it, it just happens. And like, we're getting into the habit of like, like stupid little like freestyling things. Like we'll just like record those over because like, you never know like you honestly never know when you like say like a bar or two that is like really hot because it just slips out sometimes could be a fun interlude too you never know yeah you never know it could be like living room living room uh like living room thoughts like something random like that you know might have that, to do you that just gotta you gotta go through the voicemails <laughs> oh bro well, the voice memos, bro. <laughs> the, the voice the, the voice the voicemails bro the last thing that's the last thing i kind of want to do right now is be the voicemail guy <laughs> <laughs> bro, hey, yeah no, i like how you said just don't surround yourself by yes man you know yeah no you can't you can't do yeah. that that's like that's honestly that's just like killing your career like before it even started mm. yeah Yo, Kev, I think we're going to get you out of here. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you for coming on. You know, this is a long time coming. You know, you, we're great friends. So this was a, just a great to have you on. And, you know, we wish you great success. We can't wait to see, you know, what Kev becomes as an artist. And uh, we'll, November. We'll, November. November. Oh, but, yeah. but, November, we're, but we're waiting for the for those summer bangers, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to wait on the summer bangers. got to wait on the summer bangers. Hey, we got time. We got time. Yeah. Kev, is there anything you want to say before we get you out of here? No, I just wanted to let you guys know, like, I'm so thankful that you guys put me on. I mean, I know you guys have been wanting to do it, but like still appreciate the fact that like, hey, this is my first podcast. It was like the only podcast that I might want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because just because like, because like Kyle and Gato are like the guys. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, you guys are amazing. And thank you so much. Like, there's before there's before be we go options. though you want to throw out throw out some plugs real quick get your instagram and whatnot in yeah there. plug it up plug all your shit so twitter and ig i'm the prosecco prince it's one s hey. two c's and um on ig there's a dot in between prosecco and prince but uh just look up sean kev <laughs> you'll find all right it. and then kev on spotify soundcloud so Kev is on Spotify, Kev is on SoundCloud, and Kev is on Apple Music, and that's about it. I mean, the pictures I think are a little bit different, but um, the releases, the release, the release names are the same. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that yeah. matters. <laughs> all right, sweet. Well, thank you very much, man. No, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. 
All right. So that was our interview with Kev. Thanks so much to, to, to Sean for coming on. I mean, that was, that was a really you, fun conversation. You know, maybe we'll see if we can get him a feature on certified lover boy. Yes. Sir. I feel like that would be that, that would be the, the goal for him. Let, let's exercise um, our connects. Let's get him. Yeah, on seriously. There. Let's, let's, <laughs> let, let's start emailing people, but yeah, so that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening to this. So we thought that was a pretty good episode. You got a pretty fun interview and a pretty big, pretty big EP to talk about. Um, if you want to listen to some of our new episodes and, and our old ones, you can follow us on our uh, Twitter and Instagram at SeemSketchyPod. You know, subscribe to us on Apple, follow us on Spotify and yes. on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find me on social media's Instagram at, uh, I was about to say my Twitter, at hey. Kyle underscore Bray dot PNG and on uh, Twitter at KBray63. Um, add me on LinkedIn. Like I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Hit your boy up. Hit your boy up. Please uh, follow me. Instagram, Twitter, Garo Baz. And uh, yeah, follow the pod. Stream February Facade. Stream Scary Hours too. You know how it is. Um, but Kyle, yeah. let's get out of here. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys in the next one. See ya.